Hello and welcome to Storehouse 7 Ministries with me, Chris Wickland. And today we're just carrying on with the book of Revelation, chapter 21, and this is episode 3. So today we're going to look at, or start with, Revelation chapter 21, and we're going to look at verses 9 to 14. So I hope you're sitting comfortably. Let's get to it. Then came one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me saying, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city of Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates and at the gates twelve angels. And on the gates, the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. On the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. So John gets taken in the vision to the new earth. He is taken to a very high mountain and sees the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, likely the new heavens, coming down to rest on the new earth. For those wondering why I'm stating that John is on the new earth, simply reread the opening verses to this chapter in Revelation 21 verses 1 to 2. Now this wonderful city literally comes from heaven to the earth. So as the saying goes, heaven on earth. Verse 11 states that the city has the glory of God. Why? Because God is inside the city. And this is made clear in verses 22 and 23, which says, And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives its light, and its lamp is the Lamb. The city is described as a brilliant, crystal clear jasper in brilliant appearance. And for those who know, jasper is not just a red stone, but it actually comes in many colors, such as red, blue, pink, green, brown, etc. And it has a beautiful, it is a beautiful stone with lots of lovely grains and markings in it. Now, one can only imagine that this city is beautifully sparkling and casting off all manner of brilliant rays of color like jasper, as the glory of God permeates its structure, giving this city a wonderful glow of light from within. Revelation 21.12 It, that's the New Jerusalem, had a great and high wall with twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and the names were written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. Now, according to Revelation, the length, width, and height of the New Jerusalem are all the same, which would imply the shape is therefore a large cube. However, there is another shape uh, with length, width and height being the same, which is the shape of a pyramid. Now, I've often seen artist impressions of the New Jerusalem. Now, most are cube shaped, yet a few are pyramidical in shape, if pyramidical is actually a word. So how should we see this city as a giant mega cube or as a giant mega pyramid? Now, most would agree the city is actually a cube. Mathematically, a cube is the better choice. The cube has 12 edges, whereas the pyramid only has 8. Seeing as the measurement of the city is divisible by 12, i.e. 12,000 stadia in length and height, uh, which is 1,500 miles, 
The walls, according to verse 17, are 144 cubits thick. Again, a number divisible by 12, as is also the one I just mentioned, the 12,000 stadia. So in Hebrew thought, the number 12 is the number of perfection. So with this in mind, it makes sense that the New Jerusalem will be cube-shaped because of all the divisions of 12 rather than a pyramid with only eight edges. Revelation 21.12 It had a great and high wall with 12 gates, and at the gates 12 angels, and the names were written on them, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the sons of Israel. It needs to be noted that salvation is from the Jews. John 4.22 You worship what you do not know, and we worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. We've already seen that the foundations of the New Jerusalem has the name of the 12 apostles written into it. See verse 14, which is, And the wall of the city had 12 foundation stones, and on them were the 12 names of the apostles of the Lamb. We're now presented with 12 pearly gates into the New Jerusalem, which has the names of the 12 patriarchs or tribes of Israel written upon them. So the 12 apostles are all Jewish. The 12 patriarchs are all Jewish, Jewish, sorry. Jesus is eternally Jewish. Uh, and through God, the Jews are the foundation of Christianity via the ancient faith, via the 12 patriarchs, which is Judaism. Then via the 12 apostles built upon the foundation of the ancient faith, but through the lens of the new covenant. Salvation has come through the Jewish people, and we need to be eternally kind and grateful to the Jewish people for what they've blessed us Gentiles with. We must be careful as Gentiles to not get conceited and proud against the Jew. For as Paul tells us in Romans, uh, Romans eleven seventeen to 18, but if some of the branches were broken off and you being a wild olive were grafted in among them and became partakers with them of the rich olive tree, do not be arrogant toward the branches. But if you are arrogant, remember that it is not you who supports the root, but the root supports you. So, Let's carry on with this passage in Romans from verses 19 to 21. It goes on to say, you will say then, well, branches were broken off so that I may be grafted in. Quite right. They were broken off for their unbelief, but you stand by your faith. Do not be conceited, but fear for God did not spare the natural branches and therefore he will not spare you either. It also needs to be noted that God clearly has a plan for the Jewish people and that they too will come back to God via Jesus, Yeshua, their Messiah. Romans eleven twenty five to 27 For I do not want you, brethren, to be uninformed of this mystery, so that you will not be wise in your own estimation, that a partial hardening has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, and so all Israel will be saved, just as it is written. The Deliverer will come from Zion. He will remove ungodliness from Jacob. This is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Revelation 21 verses 15 to 21. The one who spoke with me had a gold measuring rod to measure the city and its gates and its wall. The city is laid out as a square and its length is as great as the width. And he measured the city with the rod 1500 miles. Its length and width and height are equal. And he measured its wall. 72 yards according to human measurements, which are also angelic measurements. The material of the wall was jasper, and the city was pure gold like clear glass. 
The foundation stones of the city wall were adorned with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation stone was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, the twelfth amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each one of the gates was a single pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold like transparent glass. Now, there's so much we could say here and also so little, but let's just let's just uh, quickly work through these seven verses in briefly. Just I mean, we could be stuck here forever. There, there are some fascinating studies uh, on, on this subject that would just link you throughout your whole Bible. But unfortunately, the commentary doesn't have the time to go into that, but uh, it's well worth looking into. So verse 15 says, here we have an angel with a golden measuring rod to measure the city, the gates and its wall. This is similar to when an angel also measures out the temple in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel's temple is thought to be the temple which Christ builds during his thousand year reign upon the earth. And for more on Ezekiel's temple, please read Ezekiel chapters 40, sorry, 40 to 44. Verse 16, as already discussed, the city has a length and width the same. Is the city a cube or a pyramid? Well, we've already looked at this and concluded it is a cube for a cube has 12 edges, whereas a pyramid only has eight, 12 being the biblical number of perfection, uh, which makes better sense than the number eight. And since everything is of the new Jerusalem seems to be divisible by 12, it makes sense that it has 12 uh, edges. Verses 16 to 17. Here we see the enormity of the city, 1,500 miles high, wide and deep. Now, from the UK to the USA, in distance is 3,000 miles. The New Jerusalem is half that distance in height and length. <laughs> That's huge. According to <coughs> Wikipedia, and take, take of it what you will, the base of the New Jerusalem would have been equal to 144 million square stadia, or 4.9 million square kilometers, or 1.9 million square miles. So this city is midway between the sizes of Australia and India. But that's just at the base. Remember, this thing is the same high with six sides. And the sides, the size of this thing is just quite simply staggering to comprehend. Uh, verse 18 states that the city, which I imagine is within the cube, is made entirely of pure gold. Not just the streets, but the whole city of a gold so pure that it is transparent like clear glass. Now, this transparent gold, according to current science, means it has to be of the most perfectly purest of gold. And certainly we can take the purest form of gold, which we have, which is, believe it or not, powdered gold. And if it's heated, then cooled, it is claimed to be just like solid glass. So the idea of a city being made of gold and transparent like glass is not just the stuff of science fiction, but can be done now. Again, this shows just how glorious and extravagant this city is going to look when we get to see it. Um, Revelation 21 verses 19 to 20. The foundation stones of the city wall were adorned with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation stone was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth sardius, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysoprase, the 11th jacinth, the 12th amethyst. Now you may wonder why 
um, other precious stones like diamonds are not mentioned in this list. Well, there is an interesting reason for this. A diamond, for example, is an isotropic stone. That means if pure light or cross-polarized light is shone through it, it becomes dull or black. However, the 12 gemstones mentioned in Revelation 21 are anisotropic stones. So when pure light is shone through them, they give off really vibrant colors of the rainbow. The discovery of isotropic and ice and and anisotropic is actually a relatively new discovery by modern day science. And there was just absolutely no way the Apostle John 2000 years ago could have possibly known which gemstones are isotropic and which are anisotropic. If he was just making stuff up, there is no way he could have known that the 12 stones mentioned in the base of the city are all stones which are anisotropic in nature, i.e. they are the few stones that display the seven colours of the rainbow when pure light is shone through them. It's those little details like this that reveal the Bible is not made up, but is a wonder of wonders given to us by God himself. And just in case you were asking, as, as in a little addendum here, nine of the stones mentioned in the New Jerusalem uh, are nine of the 12 stones in the priest's breastplate as listed in Exodus 39, 10 to 13. Now, why are not all the 12 listed? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. It could be the fact that in the book of Revelation, if you remember, the 12 tribes are ordered differently. And not only are they ordered differently, but there is a couple of tribes that are no longer mentioned. And uh, and so two of the half tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh are now listed and included. So maybe they replace those three stones from the old breastplate, uh, etc. I don't know, but I'm just putting that out to you. It's worth having us having a look into that and maybe studying it. Why are only nine stones uh, of the New Jerusalem on the priest breastplate in the Old Testament? And why and what happened to those other three stones and why are they not listed in the New Jerusalem? There's a little thing for you to study. Anyway, until next time, God richly bless you. We're nearly at the end now. And uh, until next time, God bless. Bye bye.